morning, Vernon. Good morning, Devin. So, uh, had a very early start to the day and uh, turned out to be an interesting one for me. But riding, I'm listening to the radio on my way back from the gym and a conversation about discipline came up. Uh, their, their conversation was based on a story about, I guess, a woman in Kentucky who, you know, gave her kids a, a spanking or whatnot. And uh, one of the children uh, told the social worker, you know, that they mom and their stepdad beat him with a spoon or something. So that triggered me not to talk about children, but it just made me think about like, man, like discipline, like and and then the society that we're living in, it really feels like discipline almost is like blurred with with like pain. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and I feel like it's interesting because we've created a discipline, and I don't think it's painful at all. I think it's actually a discipline of like, you know, relief. Uh, you walk out feeling whole. Like, and, and my question to you is like. I kind of believe have believed this for years that I think, you know, discipline, the way that we discipline at times, especially when you talk about it with others, it, it almost feels like it's misguided and it's and it's less discipline and more like the dis the person of authority's frustrations being able to, to, to just pour out. You know, my question to you is like discipline like for you. Do you associate it with a with like a, a negative, almost like a, a painful thought? Or how do you associate discipline in in your life? You know, besides the beatings and stuff like that. But just like I think most people associate discipline with, with like pain and hurt and like, you know, struggle and whatnot. Yeah, I think for me, the word, it, I think the word discipline is pretty funny because on the one hand, you have like, the discipline of doing something. And that's like regarded by almost everyone as a good thing, right? Like, yeah. oh, yeah. that person has a lot of discipline. They are consistent. They get up every morning and make their bed, whatever their disciplines are, right? Like, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's very much in that line. Yeah, like positive and reinforcing. Yeah, but like almost like kind of like habit that's like really yes. strong. It's like, it's very, um, I don't know, it's kind of stoic, like, I, the idea of being a disciplined man is yes. like is is part of the appeal of like being a a, a focused male individual, right? Like that's very yes. much like especially and it's very hot right now, like among like the people you talk to a bunch of guys, it won't be long before somebody's like, Yeah, so my new routine is to get up at five thirty and then I do twenty two push ups and like you, you know, I read this and it's the weirdest stuff that people are doing, but I also get it, right? I, I have a workout routine. I have this. So, and that is one side of discipline. And then there's this other side of discipline that, like, is the sort of cultural discipline thing that's happening in the world where there's, like, there's this constant desire for, like, negative reinforcement, punishment stuff that also exists, both within the same word, right? Yeah, like the, yeah. So the one word is like <laughs> super duper good and very, very aspirational. And then mm-hmm. the other word is this sort of more negative word where it's like, you know, maybe it's a spanking or, you know, maybe it's uh, getting written up at work or maybe it's, you know, 
the idea that we should just imprison everyone all the time, you know, whenever we can. So it's all those things are, are like the discipline at the same time. It's surprising and hard to think about. It is. And that's why when I was listening and I'm hearing all these people call in on a topic. And for me, it immediately like left the realm of just like children. And my thought process started to immediately like kind of question like, yeah, discipline. What What a strange thing. And strange. just like, is it, but, but would it be possible? Cause I was, I was having this kind of conversation with my wife and I was like, you know, it's so funny. You know, we throw these like socially, social misfits, we can call them right if, in, in the prison of what we deem as social misfits. We throw them in a prison and, they, and we put them in a cage for 10 years and then we let them out with the expectations that they're going to be a better fit in society. Yeah. And that, and to me, like in a nutshell, that's how we treat discipline. Like a lot of times, you know, you'll get the saying where it's like, oh, that, that kid's so bad. You remember we, we had one when we worked together and, and most people would say, oh, he just needs an ass whooping. And it's like, yeah, I don't know if, if, if like, it's kind of like two negatives type of deal. Like, I, I don't, I don't know if in, if an ass whooping is going to fix that behavior, you know, like, like, I don't know. And I'm not saying that it is or it isn't. But what I'm saying is there is this deeper level of thought when it just comes to discipline that like, in my mind, I feel like discipline is about routines and for sure, either way you slice it. And I think, that so that an, an understanding of like behavior, uh, and how, like I, I keep doing things because of positive, you know, results, right? Mm -hmm. Or or just a positive feeling. We just had that conversation. I don't know too many people that changes a lot over negative. You know, I don't know if ne yeah, it's interesting. It's it's I know it because it, as I'm saying it, I'm thinking I'm like. Some people do, I guess. I guess I, it just depends well, on how you're wired, man. You know, there's some funny cultural stuff that just doesn't make any sense. And, and and I'll say this and then we can go on to the book. But like, I think about the fact that there's a real thing that happens for fully grown adults where like if you're sick for a bunch of days in a row, your company will ask you for a doctor's note. Yeah. And I'm like, it's the weird and it's a discipline thing. Right. It's like a it's a, a well, if he doesn't have a doctor's note, we're going to we can we can. But if he's got a doctor's note, then we can. And it's it's the weirdest thing that we it have is. these weird like. So I guess there's maybe like a, an internal discipline that's good when it's dri driven from you. And then there's like an external discipline, like the 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 business, the paternalistic, the whatever you want to call it discipline that's that's maybe not good but maybe it's maybe it's more comp it's probably more complicated just like everything else it's more complicated when you actually like think about it yeah it, it is and, and and i'll give my last point it's so funny because so i'm listening to to the radio and as the callers give their opinions and everyone to a man answered this way you know the classic answer oh i used to get ass whoopers all the time sure. you know that's what kept me in line you know in our generation you know Kids got whoopings and 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 it's just like the my immediate response is, you know, your generation has some badass kids that got whippings all the time, right. like you know, like you know, whippings didn't fix or save 
pretty much any of the kids that got whoopings in your time. Like I got cousins who they got plenty of ass whoopings, and that did not that did not you know make them respect authority more. What I like, like, like it, didn't, it didn't like like oh shit I got this ass whooping I gotta respect authority. Like I'm gonna, no, I'm gonna make sure I don't never disrespect authority. Nah, you know what? You know what those mugs? You no, know those guys. I got one cousin who like literally was in the history books for ass whoopings. He just got to a point where he was just like, he didn't ah, care. Fuck it. He's like fuck it. I will take that ass whooping. It ain't nothing. And then, and then you think about it. So, so that story right there, right, yeah, yeah, is yeah. actually t- it's a nice bridge to the book because yes. the whole book he was like, he was like, you know, you have to learn stuff, but you have to kind of know what you're looking to learn because yes. you might miss the lesson. And so, and so that's like the chapters that we're reading, and that's, that's so exactly funny. it. Like it's like, well, I, you know, this happened to me. Yeah, okay, it happened to you, but what happened to everybody else? Like you can't yeah. just look at one slice. You need to look at the whole. Exactly, Picture, man. Uh, Not even just that it happened to you, but just like in a book, like what did you learn? Do you remember you the lesson from that ass whooping, or mm-hmm. did you remember just that I'm scared of that one guy who just whooped my ass? Yeah, like, like, no, or I did just it won't go... go down that street anymore? Like, yeah, yeah. You didn't really yeah. learn anything if you just learned don't go down that street. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> There's got to be a real lesson, and you're 100 percent right. Exactly. Moving into the book, spot on. That that. That that experiment, you know, what did it teach you? You know, so we had we had a uh, went on the chapters. What was that? Three and four or four uh, and five? I think it was actually it was actually four and five, four and, and it's five. the lean the lean startup by Eric Reese. And uh, yeah, so it was experiment and leap. Yes, uh, were the were the focus chapters this week? Yes. Um, yeah. What'd you think? What'd you think? I you know again for me. This book is like spot on, continues to be spot on. I, you know, I love the idea of, and, and it's something that me and my wife we talk about often. And the idea of letting, you know, the customers don't necessarily know what they want, you know, until you put it in front of them. And the truest test of any, you know, startup, and I kind of I agree with them wholeheartedly, is not the test of hey, do you think this is going to work? And like the ask of like your friend or warm market or someone who's at a bakery buying donuts, you know, asking them like, hey, you think you would buy donuts from a donut shop? Like, of course, I'm in there buying donuts. You know what I mean? Like that, you know, that that is not the test. The test is, can you gener- can you actually generate some, you know, traction without all of that? Can you create a product at its at its you know small like the smallest you know least amount of risk product that is accessible and just let's just see what it does. Let's try the experiment and just see where it takes you. Yeah, it's interesting. So th- this week you had a uh, you guys had an experiment, right? So yes, yes. Your at your average post on Instagram or whatever gets like you know a, a respectable amount of likes, some likes, some views, a couple you know a couple mm-hmm. comments here and there. But it, you don't get typically like the fifteen to twenty five mark. Like people no. see your stuff and they maybe give you a like, but mostly they see you and they're subscribed. So. You know, it's mostly your warm market as well. So you don't really expect a whole lot of interaction. But then this week, um, you guys did something a little different with Ash where you kind of cross-posted some of her stuff. And then it, yes. it, it had a strong reaction. 
So, so how, how are you thinking about that reaction? Because you went from like, let's say an average of five to you did double or almost triple your, your normal kind of likes and amounts and interactions. And you also said you had some reposts too, right? Yeah, which we don't really ever get a repost. But uh, I, the way that I treat it, and I think my wife's seeing it as well through that video, is that what she's doing is resonating with people. You know, there has to be, I'm, I'm, we talked about this off air yesterday, but it's every, like people want to be a part of the event. You know, people want to be like, I was there, you know, in, 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 you know, I'm, I'm vested in this, this event and you can, and products can also be events like Yep. There's a there's a lady in Philly now that and she does uh, f- these French toast bites, you know, and, and and it's a pretty very simple concept. She takes French toast bites, she you know, cuts them up, you know, pan fries them, puts them back in a box, and then now you get to top them. You get to choose your toppings. Uh, so nice. it'd be, you know. Strawberry cream, cream. Cheese with chocolate, strawberry cream. Yep. Sure, yep. All right, you get to, and and they come in like almost like a little. Uh, I think it was like a little paper foam. I mean, cone shape, like an ice cream. Like almost like a French shape. fries. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And like yeah. a cone. I can imagine it right now. Yeah. It sounds yep. delicious. And you, yep, you eat it with like a like a wooden little like uh, uh, not toothpick but like spear stick or whatever that you you know you poke on, and it's just like when you think about it, it's like yo, you can make that at home. But people aren't buying that item. What they're really buying is the experience, and in the in the event of like, yo, I went to the to the the French toast bite lady, the French toast lady. That's what they're calling her, the French toast lady. Sure. You know. So so you know, for me, what I think it did is it it helped my wife and it helped it resonate with my wife when they saw the post and the cultural connection with the posts and just how he led into the biscuits and, that she was making. And, and it just, what it did was it just, it really connected with people and people got real nostalgic with it. And it was like, Oh man, I remember that. And then it was sure. like, Oh man, look at those. And it was just like, bang, bang, like boom. Now people, she got phone calls like, why you ain't tell me you was, the, and you know what I mean? And it was right, like, right. for her, it really kind of think clicked in that moment. And now we're off to the races on something. I, I truly believe. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's been she's been doing so for anybody who hasn't listened the whole time. Uh, she's been doing like effectively baking drops, right? mm-hmm, so where, mm-hmm, where she'll mm-hmm. once a week or once every two weeks or once a month even depends on kind of what her her schedule and everything looks like. She'll yes. be drop. She'll be dropping. She'll in her, I would say, warm market social media. Yeah, yeah, entirely uh, in her warm market for the most pies part. or cakes or all mm-hmm. sorts of different varieties of things, um, and trying to figure out and, and definitely getting positive feedback for definitely. sure, and trying for to sure. figure out what that that means. So she's essentially running a lean startup. You know, you're yes. running one, I'm running one, and she's running one, kind of all at the same time, and she's trying to figure it out. So I guess this this is an interesting thing you had so much reaction to this post relative to normal reaction that we got, I guess we have to test two things, right? We have to test one is, was the reaction to the biscuits or two was the reaction to the, the tagline, right? Was it a cultural reaction to the, 
to the to the memory and the marketing, or was it a cultural reaction or a, a, a flavor reaction to the biscuits? Those are two different signals, and we're not exactly sure. sure which one they are. It's kind of the that's back to the ass whooping story again, right? Yeah, <laughs> I, I tell you what, though, it yes, you're 100 percent right, and I think you know the beauty of the of the lean of the lean startup, and you know understanding like the experiment that was part of the experiment is that we and I and I spent time putting that together. I did that myself. And I, I literally saw the biscuits when I came home and I saw saw them all on the table. I was like, yo, these things, what? These things just look different. Like, I'm like, I've seen them before. You did something different. Like, this is not your usual biscuits that you make. Like, this is something on another level. And uh, when I saw that, it immediately got me, like, thinking. And I'm just processing. Sure. You know, woke up the next day. And the first thing I thought about was that creating that post. I was like, yo, I'm going to look on YouTube and see if I can find a snippet of that, you know, like, you know, of, of, of that, of that cultural, like, saying or whatever. Because I remember saying it as a kid. Like, it was hilarious. And uh, so it was two things. So for me, at, and when we talked about this from Jump, me and her, that was a big part of it. So it it that part won't die, in fact. You know, for me, I'm I'm making sure that that part is I want that part to be connected to the whole experiment. Like, I, not that it it wouldn't stop there. It's not going to go as far as that one went. But I want people to, you know, I want to bring the saying back. I wanted to oh, I want it to be a part of the event. Right. And it's not, you know, that, that, that can't be all it is. Right. But that's like you're saying, but that's a little slice and you, yes. so you, you found a little something. And so now that I guess in the lean startup, now we're into the leap section, which is like, exactly. okay, we found, we found a little bit of a lane and Ash is now trying to leap. And I know that you guys are doing the same at, at 2400, the movement too. So mm -hmm, you're, try, mm -hmm. you're trying to like, okay, we found a little bit of lane with spices. We found a little bit of a lane with events. Now we have to figure out where to go from here. So. Yeah, man, it's a it's it's been a good week. Yeah, it has, and I, and I think just digging into the to the leap chapter, you know, I think when you're like even for us, you know, at when it's time to leap, I would say what I got out of the chapter is it's it's an actual leap. It's not a like it's not a toe in, although it's not leaping. Your scale isn't big. You know, you you minimize that scale, and you can you keep your scale really small. Right, the smallest test, smallest the smallest scale as you can. But with that small scale, you really leap in full body. You dive all the way in. Yeah, because he was taught the learning he was talking about was like substantial. So he he yeah. was really like thinking re and like for us for like for the podcast as an example, right? We sort of did the just he he mentions that like the just do it mentality where you just kind of do the thing. That's kind of what we did with the podcast. And it's appropriate, I think, for the podcast. Maybe less so for trying to build a, a whole business, right? Yeah, and for, yeah, exactly. When when the goal is for it to be monetary, uh, you know, for 100% the goal is for it to be monetary at some point. Now, you need, you need to really, you know, not just do it, but actually, you know, you should be really trying to learn what you're doing first and doing your whole steps of the experiment, you know. And then when it's time to leap, 
like really build that business. You know, like we talked a little bit on the last episode about the uh, Zappos and his experiment with the Zappos. But like, you know, he could have easily just took a picture off a website and, you know what I mean? Like kind of just ran a test that was like halfway and like, nah, dude, you know, he said, all right, I'm going to sell this one sneaker. But I'm going to go go to the store that I'm going to buy it from. I'm going to talk to the manager and I'm going to say, hey, I'm going to take a few pictures of your shoes. If anyone buys one from me, I'm going to come back. I'm going to buy a full price. Like he could have easily did it like halfway. He could have, you know, like, hey, let me see if I can sell one of my shoes. You know what I mean? And just put his own shoe up there. Right. But instead, like he took and that's what he said in Leap uh, chapter is the goal is to take that grand vision that you have you're still you're that is still a part of the lean startup you know you're in game and when that big idea that you have that's a part of it the only thing that you're doing now is you're you're scaling it down you're taking all the same steps to where you want to get to but you're going to scale it down and you're going to pick one area to focus on and you're going to do that one area the exact way that you that you plan on doing that grand vis that you know that grand vision of I'm gonna have eight warehouses if we're talking about Zappos I'm gonna have a ton of warehouses I'm gonna do like instead of going to get those warehouses what he said was I'm gonna build the website that and exactly how it's gonna operate exactly how it will when I go get when I get to the warehouse level it's gonna all of that's gonna operate the same but for now I'm just gonna start with using the stores taking pictures post the nose and then you buy and then i go buy from the store but once i get going i'm gonna have 10 warehouses all over the country stacked with sneakers and that's the end game yeah it was interesting listening to him talk and um thinking about right 15 years ago so the, the book was written in 2008 15 years ago apple made a ton of money through the itunes music store like they made a ton of money now they got to make basically zero, right? Like everybody yeah. uses, everybody either uses Spotify. I'm sure there's a few people that are out on Apple Music, but like, relatively speaking, I'm sure it's just peanuts to what they were making. Yeah. But Apple's still killing it, right? And it's because they found a lane and they pushed that lane, but it was only part of the thing, right? So like, in the same way, this guy, you know, t- taking pictures and and snapping you know, a, a picture of this. Well, that was just one thing to prove it. And then he turned it into an entire business. And like Zappos is pretty famous for like customer service. And like, you can call Zappos and just like talk to a rep. Like yep. you could, ju- you could just call them and they'll just chat with you for a half hour. Like, and, and they're notorious for it. And it's because he had that grander vision and he tested with that one thin slice and then expanded from there. Um, so exactly. yeah, this, this, crazy. Was, this was a good chapter. It was. You know what's crazy about Zappos? Just as we I wanted to shouldn't turn into a Zappos show. But a quick note on it is they're one of the only places if you get uh, the wrong size shipped or something doesn't fit. I remember I had got a Uggs for one of my daughters or something. Didn't fit. They sent me the new pair first. So I had two pairs of Uggs. They sent me the new pair first. And then after that, they said, you know, have her try them on. If they fit, keep the new pair and then put the old pair back in that box and send, send the back. old pair back. How many places ever would say, I'm going to send you another something before you send me back the first thing? 
You know what I mean? So it's like it's it's that type of stuff where it's like you have to you have to really try to separate in in the that's the experiment the experience. I mean, that's the thing you have to really try to find what is the experience, what type of event are you trying to create for your customers? Well, because those Zappos know? people Zappos people are like addicted. They're like, this is the only place I buy shoes from. Yeah, and that's why because they yep. love the experiment, the experience. And I tell you what, look at their website, and they don't have a ton of the like you know, best sneakers and like, you know, hard to find sneakers that I would love to wear, you know, but I do understand it, you know, for people who are like not that crazy about shoes, but just want a good experience purchasing shoes. I would absolutely go there. Yeah. I mean, I, I, there's all, I mean, there's a whole nother experience, right. Created by, um, you know, the Nikes of the world where, they make so few of a sneaker mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that people will line up for them and go crazy for them. And I mean, they, they could make, it's not like Nike can't make 200,000 sneakers or 600,000 sneakers. They could make as many as they want, but they know that they're creating demand and excitement around their product. Mm-hmm. When you drive by a footlocker and you see those people standing out front, you go like, Oh, there must be something going on. Like, well, that, that's another experience that you're creating. So you can see big brands, little brands, medium brands doing the exact same thing, creating excitement around what their energy is, what their vibe is. Yeah. They used to, remember, they used to keep producing a mess out of shoes back when we were kids. You know, pretty much everybody, if you could afford it, you'll get a pair of Jordans because they'll get another, it'll be like three or four orders that'll come out every year of Jordans, you know, until the next pair came. Now, they literally put a cap on it. There's some pairs that they'll go, we're just going to put 23 in 23 states. And once those 23 pairs in 23 states are gone, that's it. Like, and you know what they know? You know what they know? This, this This is the genius behind their marketing. Is that they go, you know what? I think we can sell X amount of sneakers, a million sneakers this year. Like, that's our goal. We're going to sell a million sneakers this year. But they're so sick. What they do is they go, yeah, but we're going to sell a million sneakers, but we're not going to sell more than a thousand of one pair. Because we're going to keep them, in, we're going to keep them wanting to buy. We're going to stay so fresh and keep throwing new things at them where everyone's going to be like, oh, if I didn't get the last pair, let me go to the sneakers app. I might get the next one. Or I might get the next one. Or I might get the next one. They're, you know what I mean? Like Versus we'll sell those same million sneakers, but we're going to try and do it with one pair. Like yep. at some point, the demand, like people aren't going to, like everybody's got those. I don't want, you know what I mean? Like it's clothes. Every, everybody, no, nobody want to be wearing the same sneakers as 30 other people at the party. Like they want to be like, nah, I got these ones. These are exclusive. Y'all didn't get these. So it's just, you know, it, it's, it's, you're right. Everyone's doing the same thing, which is creating an experience for their customer. Yeah, However that the is. Customer express themselves as a unique person and. You know, maybe maybe that's your, you know, your front door is, you know, a fancy kind of front door. And maybe that's your sneakers and maybe that's, you know, some, some biscuits. Who knows? Yeah. 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 I, I totally agree. And I, and I think uh, branding, you know, I, I can't wait to continue going on because now in the next chapter is the test. Yeah. And uh, I think I, I'm curious to see, you know, what what comes out of that. To me, as I share information with my wife and we talk about the things that we're doing, 
one of the best things that I like about what I what I did and what me and my partners did with 2400 is that we went into the experience basically saying like, yo, we're going to do this as official as anyone else, you know, that came into this, you know, game or this, you know, industry has sure. ever had to do it. Like, we're not looking to do it in a way of like, you know, um, I'm just selling to my 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 family, so it don't matter. I'm not gonna worry about no labels. I'm just gonna be giving out spices in plastic bags. You know, no, what I mean? you do, like, you're, yeah. you have like yeah. legitimate packaging. You yes. have all that. For, but meanwhile, it's still just a test, test. right? Exactly. Because like, you're like the exactly. big vision is not spices. Spices yes. is a path towards the vision. You're exactly, exactly right. Yep. Exactly. So I would I would say to anyone who's listening is if you're gonna do it, do it correct. Even at a, even at a small small level, it's kind of like that old adage, like you know, you got to dress for the part, like, mm-hmm. like you know, dress for the part. Sure. Don't cut corners. Don't don't you know lessen the importance of what you're doing by going. Oh, it's just you know, I'm just doing this one thing. I don't need to go get all this you know stuff. Like I was calling the FDA for 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 one spice, you know, like right. talking to the FDA trying to figure out what's the laws on. You know what I need to put on a packaging and all. And the like, person was that was that. talking that you were talking to had no idea. <laughs> yeah, they were like, "No, you know what they did? They were like, yeah, 'Yeah, I'll email you a pamphlet.' And get, and you know what we did? We read that whole damn pamphlet to figure out what it because it was it was important that the product can be presented in the way that any other product. Like I want to be able to compete. You know, I want to be able to compete, and that and that's important. You you want to be able to compete and you want to put your best foot forward because then you'll get the most accurate you know uh results in your experiment you know if you're going in it just halfway you're not going to get the accurate results because packaging matters you know it really does marketing oh, I mean, matters it, we, we've seen yeah. we've seen all that stuff yeah you know look at look at nike you think nike would be spending millions of dollars on commercials every week if if marketing didn't matter yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, like those are the places that they they could care, they should be able to say out of hell with marketing. We're Nike, but no, nah, they keep buying into it. So if you're a new someone coming in the game, you know you you should be definitely all in on marketing, even for your test run. Yeah. Next up, the next book that we're doing is is all about branding and story brand. So it, it, it'll be very it'll be interesting to do that right after this, where we like think about like, all right, well, how do we validate and test a product? And then the next, the very next thing is going to be, how do we like brand and position a product and position the customer's journey in that? So I, th- I think that'll be really good. Uh, anything you want to touch base? I know we, we're kind of like doing two episodes pretty closely together recorded wise, but anything you want to, uh, no, take you, note you know, of for next week? No, I, you know what I would say? I, you, you, you didn't give your, uh, your points on your, uh, you know your 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 leap, and just in terms of uh, you, you had some thoughts uh, on just like starting that business, and and the idea of uh, you know kind of a little bit loosely based on what my wife was doing as well. You know, I, I don't know if you wanted to share those. Um, I said we let's hold let's hold them, let's okay. hold them for right. for, okay. for for next week or kind of see where that goes because I'm very interested because the very first thing and I think probably the most important thing that I thought is that whole idea of like, all right, well, what resonated? Was it the biscuits or was it the marketing? Right. Okay, gotcha. That's an important thought. And then there's a bunch of sort of like follow along thoughts, but I want to see what Ash decides she wants to like do next. next right? like, yeah. Cause yeah. she's, she's got to figure out like, 
I don't know what her big vision is. Right. So that, that's up to her. And, and I want to kind of get to see what, uh, what comes naturally. And then I'll, I'll keep asking the, the tricky questions, hopefully. And hopefully yeah. she gets something out of hearing me run my mouth. <laughs> yeah, it's good. I, I think she takes, you know, she listens to the show faithfully. And I think she does take away a lot from the show. Clearly the yeah. timeline of her, you know, doing her thing is lined you know, right adjacent with the timeline of us starting the show. Yeah, well, it, it, I think for both of you, it, it unlocked the ability to be like, oh, we can just do it. Let's just do it, you know? And so now it's a question of, like, exactly what does she want to do? And I'm, I'm interested to find that out, you know, over time. Like, wh- where does she want to go? What what kind of business does she want to build? And, and what does she end up with, right? Because those are all up to her, and maybe she just wants to keep doing drops and, like, figure out how to excel and really do that really well. Or maybe she wants to do something different. Because I think both of those are like tremendous. Like, you know how much money you could do just doing drops? I bet you you could crush it. Yeah, for sure. If you like, if you really honed everything in. Yep. If you dialed every single thing in and each time you got a biscuit, you got a little card in there with like, you know, take a picture of you in the biscuit with this hashtag. And like, you did all that stuff. I bet you you could crush. Well, that's the leap. That's That's the the leap. leap. That's the leap. And, that, yeah. and that's exactly so for anyone listening, that's the leap. You, you, you know, do it like if you were buying something from any, you know, business or anybody out there that's trying to start things up, what would impress you when you open that packaging? You know, I love when I buy my Nikes and, and back in the, when I was really buying sneakers, they would have Jordan would have the little uh, Jordan emblem, the metal Jordan emblem on the sneakers. And it was just like it was a very subtle, nice touch. But it was something that I remember I would keep all of those, you know, like it's it's the the baseball hats that have the, um, the little sticker, the, the little sticker underneath that has a, that that's like a reflective or whatever, you know, where when I was in high school, we'd lead that on. Cause it just was like the, you know, it was like, I don't know, the show is fresh, but it's just all of those little things that you, you do when you're, when you're, you know, building your business is the important things that give your customer that feeling like, oh yeah, this is legit. Oh yeah. Well, oh yeah. This is serious. And, and this chapter, you know, cause we have test and measure coming up are, are all about that. Right. So it's like, it's all about like, okay, well, what if I do Ash, right? Well, is going to be, what if I do this? What if I add a little card? What if I change the packaging? What if I do? So that's going to be an interesting and kind of exciting, uh, you know, next few drops for her if she plays around with it. So I'm excited to hear where this goes. Yeah. Yeah, man. How about your week? What you got? You know, not a whole lot. I'm going to, I'm going to hopefully be heads down and focused on, on, uh, working on this new app and, and we'll see how that goes. Probably it'll take like three or four weeks before I have any, anything to actually like talk about. I'll just be like actually making the thing work. So that's probably where I'm going to be focused. So you? Yeah, I got a, um, we are starting to dive into kicking around the idea to cook of a cookbook, you know, 2400 cookbook, basically to highlight the seasonings and kind of button up the year. So um, I'm actually, we put a date on it, um, August 31st, I think it is, where we're going to have our meeting or the might be the last Sunday of August, whatever it is. But uh, we're having our meeting. And at that meeting, we're going to each be responsible for putting together the recipes that we're going to do for each seasoning. So we're going to probably do a a cookbook with two recipes per seasoning and try to write a story kind of highlighting 
each seasoning um, and then package that thing together and also highlight what it is that we're doing in the journey of, you know, year one and hopefully have that ready for like the holidays, the purchase. Oh, so nice. and, and we're gonna do it all ourselves. We're gonna bind it ourselves and everything. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna do it all. We we thought Figure about yeah. We thought about using some companies. You know, it's pretty easy to to like get a book self written. Yeah, and self publish exactly. But we said we're gonna really self publish. We're not even gonna use any of those resources. We gonna we got a binder, you know, and we we could get the paper, and we just gonna go from there. You know, we got cool. the printer. I can print the, the, you know, the cover. Um, got the photographer, so oh, sure. we, we got everything we need. We just gonna do it, self-made. Nice, nice. That'll be a great story too. People, people love stories, so that should be a exactly. great story. And that's the All purpose. Right. Yep, love it, love it. All right, so uh, where can people find us, Ryan? Uh As usual, check us out on the processesblackandwhite.com, and go on the social media, any one of our platforms, and search us up at the Process is Black and White. All right, talk to you next week. Yeah, buddy.